Welcome to the Futurist Public Intellectual. I think it's time to talk about the almost universal human experience that we've shared these past few years, COVID. I say almost universal because there are probably a few indigenous peoples deep in the Amazon rainforest or Papua New Guinea who didn't really experience the lockdowns, the mask mandates, and the general insanity of the pandemic. I wanted to use this episode to reflect on COVID and glean lessons from the experience. While COVID was the most recent pandemic to sweep the world, the 20th century had multiple pandemics, including the infamous Spanish flu, while the 21st century already had swine flu in 2009. In other words, we need to recognize that pandemics are nothing new and accept the inevitability of pandemics. Nature is a beast, and there will always be both undiscovered pathogens and newly evolving pathogens that humans will continue to encounter. By continuing to react to pandemics as if it's an aberration of nature rather than a systemic part of it, we fail to prepare for the future. With increasing globalization exacerbating every new pandemic, an attitude shift is in order. However, preparation can only go so far. As we're seeing in the past few months, China's zero-COVID policy didn't work. Years of enforcing extremely strict quarantines and basically ruining people's lives in the process ultimately led China to lose to the coronavirus's impressive ability to mutate and transmit. 21st century globalization also makes eradication infeasible. COVID was not eradicated, but that's not surprising. The only disease to ever have been eradicated by humans is smallpox. It's never been accomplished with a rapidly mutating virus like the coronavirus. Another sober reality is that herd immunity and mitigation are the only realistic goals for every disease prior to the invention of a cure. Eradication shouldn't be something that anyone even suggests as a short-range possibility. Our history with smallpox should be our guide. China's reaction to the pandemic also highlights humanity's obsession with controlling nature. The restrictive policies of the democratic states were particularly in stark contrast with the looser approach of the Republican states. What was fascinating about the lockdowns was that they were historically unprecedented. Even during the 20th century's most significant pandemic, long-lasting lockdowns like we saw during the COVID pandemic were not employed for the Spanish flu. What a lot of Americans don't realize still is that lockdowns were not scientifically substantiated protocol for pandemics, so it was ethically questionable to have had them in place for such a long time in many states. The only circumstance when a limited lockdown could have been justified is if the lockdown was being used to completely stop a virus in its tracks. However, once it becomes clear that preventing transmission is impossible, it is prudent to go back to accepting herd immunity as our next realistic epidemiological goal. On a more controversial note, 
COVID has certainly made me more aware of how strong our bias is towards living. Death is a taboo topic in 21st century America, and it's always characterized as a negative thing. What's worse is that because death is viewed negatively, it causes us to assume that living is always the better option. I think this presupposition is problematic for the medical profession to espouse because it's not clear that living as an elderly person is a good that society should be promoting at all costs. While it's far more understandable why anti-abortion people believe in the emergence of new life in the world, it's much harder to justify the indefinite prolonging of senescent life. What exactly is the value? In light of the fact that there is no clear value to, for example, prolonging an 86-year-old's life to 88, we need to stop viewing the death of the elderly as a problem. About 87% of COVID deaths were among the elderly. What we don't talk about is that there is no way for us to even know whether someone would have even lived past the year 2020 in the absence of COVID. The media regularly portrayed the elderly COVID deaths as people whose lives had been cut short. But how do they know? Even if COVID never happened, the elderly person could have had a heart attack and died in 2020. Everyone is going to die, so dying itself is not a problem. And stop pretending like you know when death is going to happen or should be happening. Finally, something that became a true lesson for me personally was recognizing that there truly is a liberal bias in the media. Prior to the COVID pandemic, I didn't think that there was such a bias. I thought that there were liberal media sources like the New York Times and conservative ones like the Federalist, and that was that. During the pandemic, media companies like CNN that I hadn't thought of as particularly left or right turned out to be rather left. CNN would regularly portray the policy decisions of the Democratic states as wise while lambasting those of the Republican states. In fact, states like Florida were so stridently mocked that I deliberately started looking for countervailing opinions. Considering what these media sources were tracking was a novel virus. Nobody really knew what they were doing. If CNN had attempted to be objective, then it would have reported that the contradictory policies that were being implemented at the state level were all well-intentioned, but not based on sound science. Only time would tell who had effective policies and who didn't, but that was not the general approach of so many media sources. Hopefully, when the next inevitable pandemic hits, COVID will have prepared us to make better choices. Thank you for listening to The Futurist Public Intellectual.